Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to a bonus episode of the What We Said podcast. Happy Friday, guys. TGIF. I'm I'm JC. And I'm Chelsea. And let's get this party going. We're going to do an advice column episode. It's the last Friday of the month. You know what it is. And we're in the process of, when I say we, I mean me and Leif are in the process of moving right now. (laughs) So Chelsea and I are sitting on, luckily this place is furnished. Yeah, that is nice. It's kind of nice because we've been in a six-month furnished rental. All of our stuff has been in a storage unit. And it's weird because we have almost all of our stuff packed away, but it's like, it doesn't look different really because all the furniture is still in here because it's not our furniture. So it's kind of nice. We're kind of, things are a little bit in shambles, but we still got the couches to sit on. So we're chilling. If you did not see my, I've done, I think I, at this point have uploaded a YouTube video and talked about it here and there, but Leif and I are moving out of LA. We are moving to Orange County, the good old OC. We used to live in Orange County before LA actually. And Orange County has always kind of been our goal. Like when we even first got married, we went on our honeymoon to Newport Beach. And we're like, we will live in this area one day. Like that has just been our goal from the very beginning. But we've kind of, we've lived in a lot of different random places. We lived in Long Beach. We lived in Irvine. We lived in the Valley in LA. Like we've lived in a lot of different places at this point. And now we're kind of going back home, I guess. It's just a different, you know, we're both going into different stages of life. And so LA definitely served its purpose Mm -hmm. and loved it for what it was. But now it's just, we're just time to move on. Yeah. I think LA, we were talking about it recently with some friends, like LA has such great energy. If you are, you know, in a certain stage of life where you are hustling and there really is such an awesome energy here that I feel like makes you want to work hard and make your dreams come true and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, like you said, I think it kind of served its purpose. I think I am just in a place where I'm looking and you're the same. Like we're looking to both kind of live a little bit more of a slow paced lifestyle while still, you know, hustling and making our dreams happen. But I feel like Orange County offers us the best of both worlds where it's like a little more quiet. Yeah, a little more quiet, calm, you know, parking lots, just things that you miss when you live in a city. 
But then you still have the beach and amazing weather. We actually have a lot of friends there. Mm-hmm. And I just think like we're going to have a great community and it's going to be awesome. And yeah. you're also trying to move there as well. So yeah, people are asking that too. Yeah. I- people panic sometimes. When so they- many comments <laughs> are like, what about the podcast? I'm like, yeah. guys, trust me. Yeah. Oh, we're not going anywhere. Like, please tell me JC's moving too. I'm like, of course. We have the best job in the world because like literally we have the best excuse to always live yeah. right by each other. Yes. Like when we're, when me and Nick are looking for places, it's like your house is like my workplace. So I'm like, what's the commute like? <laughs> literally. <laughs> like I can't be too far away because then it just like defeats the purpose completely. But yeah, we're looking in the same area. So you know what though? Like, and JC can testify to this, house hunting or like rent Nightmare. hunting, I guess, is a nightmare. Especially in this market, I'm telling yes. you. Something it's is just crazy. Uh, uh, in the atmosphere that makes it so frustrating. And Actually, it was like economy. this. Yeah, true. I'm like, <laughs> something's going on. Oh, inflation. <laughs> but it's just so frustrating. It's like we will, especially when you don't live in the place you're trying to move. Yes. It's fine if we were trying to move in LA. It's like you something can, pops up on yeah. Billow. I'm there that afternoon. But no, when it's far away, it's like, oh, ap- let's apply before we see it. Yeah. So then, yeah. But um, stay tuned. So yeah, we've both, we've been thinking about Orange County for a long time now. Yeah. This is not something that's like random, no. you know, at all. Like this no. has been kind of in the, you know, in the works for quite a while. And we actually did get extremely lucky with our situation mm-hmm. where it was kind of a friend of a friend of a connection of a connection new of this place that was like, in our budget and the exact area we wanted to be in. Yeah. And it just really fell into place super seamlessly. And that's when I was like, we got to just do this because it's going so seamlessly. It just is meant to be because things have been so hard. Like, it's also weird because I was telling Leif, we would still live in that house that we lived in for two years, the original house we lived in, that we got like kicked out of because she was (laughs) selling the house. Mm Mm-hmm. And we would still definitely live there right now. For sure. You know? Yeah. Which is so weird to think about. And I think, you know, in hindsight, you always look back and I feel like things just make sense. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm so glad that I don't live there anymore. Yeah. I just feel like we needed to literally be pushed out into a new environment. And then now we're being pushed back to Orange County, which also feels really right. And I don't know if that would have happened if we still lived there. So it's good. No, for sure. The second I got pregnant. And especially when I was sick, I was telling Nick, I'm like, okay, I love my apartment. So cute. So charming. But I'm just like, (laughs) over it. Over it. I'm like, I give me the white picket fence life. Like truthfully, give me something, you know. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. Quiet and just nice and new, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So still love LA. And the thing is, we're only moving an hour away from LA. Yeah. It's not that far, but at the same time, People are like, oh, that's not bad. Like, you can come back. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to come back. Like, often. very often at all. And I just, I'm just being realistic because even when I lived in Orange County, that's what I thought about LA. I was like, oh, LA is really close. Like, I can go up there to shoot and go to fun restaurants. And I'm like, I went up there literally two times. Yeah. I had to start it's going like, we don't there. even go to Orange County that often. No. We go there maybe not even once a month. No. Probably once every three months. Yeah. And it's like, that's not enough to be living in LA lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or exactly. vice versa. So I just am realistic. And I'm like, I know for a fact that I am kind of saying goodbye to this life mm-hmm. where, yeah, I'll, I can come back every now and again. And I, now and again, <gasps> we were yeah. just talking about how 
out again. We know, me and like me, the title of my new book. <laughs> no, me and Leif's family were just talking about how is it now and again or now and then. And I was saying it's now I, and I now like and I then. Both. I was like, oh, it's now and then. And then I just said you probably now said and again it because you guys were talking about it. I don't know. That was weird. Every now and again. Uh-huh. That seems weird to yeah, say. Actually, now and then. Every now and then. I that always say normal. now and then. Yeah. So anyway, well, I guess maybe it's either. But yeah, I just know that we will be living there and I will not be in the mood to drive in the traffic and like go to LA for, especially for just no reason other than like, oh, let's go for fun. That's the whole day trip. So yeah, uh, I'm guessing we'll probably come for what we said shoots. It's like, yeah, I can see that. And that's what we did anyways when you lived in Orange County when I would come visit. Yeah. Except for sometimes we would drive to LA when I would come visit to go to buy Chloe. (laughs) Remember that? Oh my gosh. When I came visit, it doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, cool. Beatnik, amazing. <laughs> I still is, don't know if that's in the same place, but like, if they already rebranded to Beatnik. Yeah. And it's a thing. I don't know if it's there. I don't know if it's like physically there, Beatnik. Mm. <laughs> that is the worst name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally Beatnik, my husband. It's not good. Um, yeah, it's not great, but well, we should go. We should look it up and go. I wonder if I'm they changed the menu though. It's yeah. like, is the quinoa taco bowl still there? Is <sighs> the, the guac, guac burger? Oh, <gasps> Oh no, not the guac burger. The cupcakes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. There what are, is one thing you're going to miss about LA and one thing you're not going to miss about LA? Hmm. I, I'll I go really, first. Oh, <laughs> cool. The thing I won't miss about LA is the trash on the street. Yeah. So much trash on the street everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm going to miss about LA is all the vegan food. Yeah. They do have a plethora. I was going to say, I feel like I will miss the food. There's just so many fun, different restaurants, a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. And the thing I will not miss, sorry, it's basic, is like traffic and parking situations. Yeah. Like all of that, just, it gets old after a while. And yeah, you can deal with it and it kind of just becomes normal to you. But then when you don't have to deal with it, you realize how freaking nice it is to not have to deal with traffic and no parking. Oh my gosh, and yeah. like, I know that there's some of, you know hard to find parking at the beach in Orange County or something. I know that. And I know there's a little bit of traffic here and there, but I'm telling you, it's nothing over to LA. Nothing. Nothing compared to it. Like, no. it is just not the same. So I'm excited for that. And I'm just excited for a little bit slower paced, cozy life. Like we went on a little walk around our neighborhood the other night, our new neighborhood, as we were packing up and stuff. And we were both just like, there's just a different feeling. Like we just feel so much more at peace. Yeah. And that's for sure. all you can ask for. So yeah, it's I'm super just, excited. Also because in the Valley, it's hot and mm-hmm. just a little bit worse weather. Yeah. Than Newport, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Oh, speaking of LA, actually, one other thing I'm going to miss about LA is Nick and I just went to breakfast and we were walking back. And in LA, especially like where we live in LA, it's like there, there's always productions going on. They're yes. always closing down streets. You know, they're always mm-hmm. filming something for because, you know, everyone that lives here, works here, is works for the industry, movie industry, film industry, entertainment industry. Um, anyway, so we're walking down the street back from breakfast to our car. And I walk by the one and only Machine Gun Kelly. And I'm like, oh, he just looked so cool. Like he looks taller than anyone else ever. Yeah, just <laughs> ever. And um, he's obviously wearing like very bright clothing. I feel like he always has kind of crazy outfits. And I was like, I like look, me and Nick looked at each other after we walked right by him, literally like almost brushed shoulders with him. And I looked at Nick and he's like, was that Machine Gun Kelly? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, let's look for Megan Fox. And I'm like, yeah, that's who I'm really here for. I'm looking for Megan, but we didn't see her. 
But that's what I will miss about LA. It's like you just randomly see some yeah. famous people. You just like are going to the same restaurants as them. And Definitely. That is something that's really fun. I have loved, like, I'm not the person who, like, hates LA and will bash on it. Like, yeah, there's parts I don't like about it. And obviously, that's why I'm moving away. But I do have a special place in yes. my heart for LA. And I think there's so many amazing things about it. And it gets I, misunderstood sometimes. Yeah. I never thought I was a city person. I was like, ew, LA. I always just, you know, didn't want to be there. And then once I lived there, I was like, I can see how people just absolutely mm-hmm. love it here. And there's certain really awesome things about it and really cool, unique things that you won't experience in most other places. So I'm really grateful for the time we had here. Like it was so fun. And I think it was perfect for for the time, that time in our life. Yes. So anyway, stay tuned for Chelsea as well. Yeah. Send all the good, um, good house hunting vibes, vibes. please. Prayers. Yeah. Sacrifices. Okay, some parts of normal life aren't so great, but with Stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save on postage. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less. Stamps.com brings the same U.S. postal and UPS shipping services right to your computer. They make it super easy for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. You can print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off. It is that simple. This is super, super nice, like I just said, for small businesses specifically printing and labels and all that stuff and shipping can be a huge pain. So I love that they're making this a lot more seamless. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving nearly 1 million small business owners like you time and money. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every single time. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code, what we said, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in what we said. That's stamps.com promo code, what we said. Never go to the post office again. Okay, guys, as we speak, I am wearing my signature few jewelry pieces that I wear basically every single day and don't take off. And they're all from Missouri. I absolutely love Missouri. I will never forget someone random who told me that it was pronounced Missouri when we were in New York. And then I said that and everyone's like, that's not how you pronounce it. Anyway, I love Missouri. They make fine jewelry for every day, minus the traditional 10 times markups. They have new limited edition drops every Monday instead of, you know, seasonally like more traditional retailers. They have fresh new picks every week for every style. Pieces are fairly priced, handcrafted, ethically sourced, and made to last. I have to say the one thing that always rings true for me with Missouri is the quality is amazing. It's Mm -hmm. so good. All of my Missouri pieces haven't like faded, gotten super scratched and gross or tarnished. I love them all so much. So they're 14 karat gold, solid gold staples. Like I said, don't scratch or wear out easily. I have a choker that I wear every day, a gold, like a 14 karat gold croissant ring that I wear every single day. Like I wear them constantly, even to sweat in, shower and sleep in everything. And they're awesome. I've had a couple of my Missouri pieces for years now. And yeah, they look like I just got them. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love Missouri. 
Also, they do have sterling silver, freshwater pearls. I have a pearl necklace from there that's really cute and dainty. Ethically sourced diamonds and milestone pieces for every budget and for everyone, including men's, women's, and unisex pieces. And if you need help deciding, you can try virtual shopping. So you can live chat with a Missouri stylist one-on-one, get answers to all of your burning questions. Maybe like, how do I style this? Can I mix metals? What's my size? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So head to Missouri.com slash what we said for 10% off your first order. That is M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash what we said for 10% off your first order. Go check it out. Okay, let's get into the advice for Mm -hmm. this week. As you know, we do a monthly advice column. Did you, you write that? in? Yeah. You write in your advice or what you need advice on and we give it to you. I feel like you've been drinking that matcha forever and it's like still completely full. It's like halfway. Oh. Alfred matcha with vanilla, baby. They don't got that no see. No, they don't. But you know what? When I was there, I was getting really excited about places there too. Because yeah. I just a lot of a whole new world of places to check out like totally I saw new coffee shops I want to post on my story I'll probably do that like really soon I wanted to post on my story and be like okay Orange County gals give me all the yeah. recommendations I need like to know coffee shops yeah. restaurants cafes facial. I have a list of places I'm like where am I gonna get a facial wait Where's have you the- ever heard of skin laundry yes what is that um it's a I think it's like a facial place and a skincare place. is it like Instagram like on Instagram and stuff yeah okay because I saw that while we were down there and I was like, wait, that looks so familiar and it's like, looks so cute. Yes. I have it right here. Places to find in Orange County. Fertility clinic. Um, just like a wellness place, you know, like a sauna, wellness spa yeah. type of vibe. Nail place. Um, massage. The best chai. Facial. Like Ooh, I have the whole Best list. matcha. Yeah. So I'm going to post. I'll give you the deets when I get them. I'm going to p- compile some lists. Also, if you're an OC gal right now listening… Feel free to DM me with any recommendations. I would absolutely love that. Feel free to rent me your place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the number one thing I really am looking for is a fertility clinic. Yeah. If someone has had an awesome like experience at one, I would love, love, love if you would message me and, and tell me that because that's like the most important thing to me that I'm not going to be at the same doctor since we're moving. So yeah. I'd love to find anyone. You know, speaking of that also… The OC gals are like just going crazy yeah. trying to think of all these recommendations. Like also if you have this, this, this. Yeah. I'm looking for like an OBGYN or midwife down there because I also have to change doctors from my doctors here in LA. Um, Maybe or a doula. doula. Yeah. Doula, midwife, OBGYN, doctor's office. We know the podcast gals are going to come through for yeah, us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you um, in advance. <laughs> and now we'll give Should you we some advice. <laughs> just kidding. I'm like, that was a great episode. Love you guys. Just takes, takes, takes. (laughs) I'll go first. Okay. I just want to say I absolutely love your podcast and I've been listening since the day y'all started it. You guys are truly an inspiration and so much fun to listen to. Thank you. Anyways, I need advice on a boy situation. I've been best friends with this one guy for about five years now. Okay, that's a long time. We've never been anything more than friends because we've both been in relationships, excuse me. Except if I'm being totally honest, I've always low-key had a thing for him. I recently just got out of a year and a half relationship and my guy best friend is also single and he started flirting with me and tried to kiss me before I left for school. Wait, this is the one she has a thing for? Yeah, that escalated quickly. I recently just got a year and a half relationship. My guy best friend is also single and he started flirting with me and tried to kiss me before I left for school. Oh, like moved to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like in the morning. I'm like, wait, what are you guys doing together before school? Like, I'm so confused. 
But I said no because it was too soon for me and I didn't want to make things messy. Currently, we are participating in a lot of harmless flirting over Snapchat because he's back at home and I'm at college. However, the issue is that his ex-girlfriend is in the same friend group from home as me. We aren't super close, but close enough that it would be weird for me to get with this guy in any way. So do I go for it and make something happen when I come home from break? Or do I try and let it go in order to not cause any drama with the ex-girlfriend? I don't want to lose him as my friend. And I also don't want any bad vibes with this ex and my friend. P.S. This man is so attractive. I wish I could send a pic. Dude, make something happen. Yeah, it's like if you believe that this is meant to be, it's just the order in which things happen gets messy. It's like, when do you tell her? When do you have a conversation with her? After you guys have established you guys are going to start dating before you try, you know? Yeah, that is true. It's like, what? what's the right thing to do? Be like, hey, I'm interested in him. Or just like kiss and start dating and be like, yeah, kid, when am I going to break it to her? Yeah. The thing I- is with this, I feel like a sp- it's like you're going to regret it if you just are like, oh, I just don't want to step on any toes. Like this could be the one for you. Yeah. You don't need to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you should just go for it. Yeah. And it will all and work out. It depends how close you are with her. It's like mm-hmm. if you guys are best, best friends and just like tell her, be like, hey. I don't think she said that they're not super close. I think that's what she said in there. That they're not super close? Yeah. That they're, that they're like, like in the same yeah, friend group. Yeah, in the group. same friend group, but not super, super close. But she said close enough to where oh, it'd be weird. Oh, we aren't super close, but close enough. That'd be weird. Okay. Well, if you aren't super close, then it... Eh, kiss him. <laughs> Cut her out and kiss him. <laughs> like she is absolutely toxic for you. <laughs> no. Um, I'm screaming. I say go for it. Yeah. I think you will regret it if you don't because you guys like each other. Yeah, it's like what? You're going to be friends with her for the rest of your life? You could be married to this guy for the rest of your yeah. life. Which is more important. Yeah. Let's think about that. Okay. Hi, friends. Let's rip off this band-aid. I am happily married to my best friend. We have been together for over three years, married for almost one, and I have been treated so well throughout the course of our relationship. We were long distance for the majority of the time we dated, and I never struggled with jealousy that often, more because I trusted him so much than because I'm secure in myself. However, since getting married, I find myself spiraling into thoughts of him hiding an affair from me, wanting to cheat on me. (gasps) I've brought it up in lighter ways, telling him that I felt insecure and that I worry he looks at other girls when we're out and about. And he's always very calm and comforting to me and assures me that I'm the only one he wants and that he people watches in general, but no ulterior motive. How do I overcome my fear and insecurity with him? I think some of it comes with the history in my family of men treating their wives fairly badly, but how do I clear my head enough to just enjoy my marriage and be in love? Please help. Also, you guys really do feel like friends. Thank you for your being authentic and bad itches. Okay, love to see it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um, Ooh, that's, that's hard. Because oh, I really hate to do this to you, but it's like sometimes when you have a gut feeling, sometimes it's right. <laughs> Oh no. But also at the same time, like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I just feel like they're hiding something. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're just crazy. Sometimes more often than not. (laughs) But I think she's saying she's just feeling really insecure in general. Like that's what she's saying. Or maybe that's what she's telling herself because she wants to justify her gut feeling. Yeah. It depends. I think you got to get, I don't want to freak you out though. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself. Honest with yourself and, and hire a PI. <laughs> well, also, I feel like with that, with hiding stuff, uh, it depends how he acts because I feel like people who hide things usually, like that, usually are very jealous. Yeah. People. And defensive. And very defensive. So if that's how he is, where it's like you bring it up and he's like, what the heck? Why would I do that? And like blames things on you, gets really defensive. Mm-hmm. 
that could be a bad sign. True. But if, he, if he's like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's a little more calm, could mean he's a sociopath, could mean he's <laughs> literally hiding absolutely nothing. And you're right. It's like she could just be saying that. But she's saying, if she even is. in our relationship, I was always insecure with myself. Yeah. But I just trusted him so much that it wasn't a huge issue. But now that we're married, I'm just like finding myself spiraling, being like, oh, yeah. I'm so insecure that like, I, I think a lot of times when we're insecure about ourselves, we project that onto other people. Totally. It's like, you're going to do something dishonest when really maybe we just need to work on ourselves and getting that confidence back. I don't know what that's going to entail for you. And I don't know what exactly you're insecure about, but maybe just like, Maybe start. just like look through his messages. No. Maybe just, <laughs> just start working on your own goals is what I'm saying to yeah. get to where you want to be to build that confidence That's way better back. advice. <laughs> yeah, you're toxic, Jesse. <laughs> Sneak through it. her oh. out. Confirms all fears. I'm like, you're right. He's cheating. No, I, it's not even I, I think he's cheating. I'm just saying if if you're like, oh, he's looking around like, yeah, if you, you know, maybe he is just a people pleaser. But if you are always noticing things, it's like maybe he pleaser. is. Uh, sorry, oh. people watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting messy. Yeah, uh, bye. Uh, got next good luck. <laughs> also, I'm sure, yeah, if you like bring it up to him and he's comforting you and unfortunately, there's not much you can do besides, like you said, work on yourself. Work on yourself. You know? Get your confidence up to a good point. And if you do have a gut feeling where you're kind of like, hmm, I'm actually like genuinely nervous that he's doing something, then yeah, you should yeah. check it out. Look into that. Okay. This podcast truly is a breath of fresh air in this world. And for that, I'm forever thankful for Tuesdays and the occasional Friday spent with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm hanging with my besties. Okay. So here's the thing. I struggle writing this because I don't at all want to bash my in-laws. I love the in-laws one. But Lord help me. I'm about to go crazy. (laughs) Oh no. I grew up in a house with divorced parents, but they lived together. Okay. Separate living rooms, kitchens, and bedrooms. Essentially an attached apartment. Okay. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Literally the dream life for a kid with uh, divorced parents. So they could raise me and my brother together. So needless to say, my family dynamic is a little strange. My husband, on the other hand, grew up with a helicopter mom, to put it lightly. No shiz. After we got married, we moved to where he grew up because he got a job, etc. We moved here over a little over two years ago and are regularly expected to attend Sunday lunch, every game night, everything with little notice. And when we don't, there is a nod of passive aggressiveness that rattles me to my core. Oh, no. Yikes. I've spoken to my husband and he's spoken to them and it lightens up for a bit, but comes back again every time. Not sure how to handle all this because I truly feel their intentions are good, but the execution is trash. I'm so unfamiliar with this because my parents are so laid back and couldn't be more different. So it's so foreign to me. Would love to hear what you do, what your next steps would be. Thank you. This is so hard. I, this yeah. makes me cringe. Like, oh, I hate situations like this because first of all, I feel like it feels so daunting when you're like, this is my life forever. These are yeah. my new family. It's not just like, oh, this is an annoying friend that I'll have for a season. It's like, this is my new life. Mm-hmm. So it starts to feel just even more daunting. daunting and annoying because you're like, cool. This is just how it's going to be forever. You start kind of catastrophizing the future as well because you're like, mm-hmm. this is never going to end. They're yeah. always going to be like this. Yeah, it's… That's I so I mean, it's hard. hard because you already said you talked to them. Like you talk to your husband, your husband talked to them, but then like things don't really get better. So the last thing that you can do is drop any expectations. And if they're going to be mad, they're going to be mad. Yeah, I was going to say completely and detach care. and just don't care and be like, this is my life. I'm living my life. And yeah. If, if I enjoy seeing you, but I don't have to see you every week. And if they're mad, that's going to be more annoying for them to carry that 
burden. It's like yes. if you truly detach and you're just like, hey, I love you and I want to see you when I see you. But like, we can't come to all this stuff on short notice. We just have other stuff going on. If they're mad, well, that's their own Stay problem. Stay mad, bro. Yeah, it's not, it's really not your problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's easier, easier said, said than, than done, done, but it's, you're, you can just keep on living your happy, go lucky life. And, yeah. you know, without really being mentally drained by that, because it's just like, well. Yeah. And if you get a passive aggressive text, it doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, like drama, drama. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, just, yeah, just whatever. text. Exactly. Don't give it too much energy. There is so much about fertility that is a complete mystery. And that's where the modern fertility hormone test comes in. This is super awesome, you guys. So think of your fertility hormones as tiny detectives, okay? They can bring you tons of insight into your egg count, reproductive timeline, even possible outcomes for egg freezing and IVF. Everything you need to know to get proactive about your fertility. I feel like this is an amazing kind of first step to take, especially because going to the traditional doctor, as I well know, trust me, can be extremely expensive. And if you're kind of don't know maybe if you're ready for that step, but you do want to get proactive, you're thinking about having kids soon. I feel like this is such an amazing and very convenient way to get started because you also don't have to leave your house. So that is why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You're going to mail it in with a prepaid label and you will get personalized results within 10 days. So traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, like I was saying, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, which is obviously a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility, which is amazing. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means too. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the best decision for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said. That's modernfertility.com slash what we said. Okay, you guys, I have a great, great beauty skincare product to recommend you guys. This was actually originally recommended by the Skinny Confidential. And you know, I trust her skincare recommendations 100%. So this is the Elemis Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm. This is like one of her top recommended products. And I actually tried it a while ago. And then Elemis also was kind enough to send me a jar of it. And so I got to basically use two jars of it. And I love this stuff. So the hype is real, you guys. It's amazing. It has this very, it's basically a cleansing balm that's going to melt away your makeup and really just cleanse and make your face so soft and glowy. It nourishes as a balm, easily removes makeup as a cleansing oil, and hydrates as a cleansing milk. It doesn't strip your face and make your face feel dry like a lot of other makeup removers or like balms like that. It feels like a spa in a jar. It contains a gorgeous blend of nine essential oils, including lavender, chamomile, eucalyptus. This is a cult favorite cleanser for a reason. It's also available in an original like rose-infused scent. And there's a new one, which is the naked one, which is fragrance-free. 
So if you're wondering what is Elemis, let me tell you. Elemis is the number one luxury British skincare brand that believes in truth in beauty. For over 30 years, they have introduced decadent formulations that respect the skin while delivering truly remarkable results that you can see and feel. With foundation in aromatherapy, a belief in science, and a passion for nature, the luxury skin wellness brand has created powerful results-driven products and skin-friendly formulations for over 30 years. Elemis believes in skin wellness, proven results, feel-good skincare, and transparent innovation. We love Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm so much. We want you guys to try it too. So for almost 20% off, visit elemis.com and enter code what we said 20 to enjoy 20% off full-size products. That is elemis.com, enter code what we said 20 Okay. First off, I love, love, love all of you and everything you do. You've been such an inspiration to me. Thank you. That's very nice. Okay, on to the situation. I'm going to be a junior in college this year. All growing up, I wanted to be a writer, specifically a journalist. I had a dream school in mind and everything. But my junior year of high school at my youth group, I was called to become a pastor. This is a really long story, but basically I didn't want to become a pastor and felt guilted into it and like I was going against God if I did not do it. So I dropped the writing dream and dream school and went to a university where I could study ministry instead. Last year, I finally got out of that mindset and switched my major to journalism, except the school I go to has a terrible journalism program. I really want to transfer schools and I've looked into it, but I'm scared that it'll be hard to make all new friends, relearn the ins and outs of a brand new and way bigger campus. And I may have to add on an additional semester or even year to get my degree. And what if I regret the move and want to move back? How do I not let fear hold me back? Thank you and love you ladies. Well, I think you did the best first step and acknowledge that that's what it is. It's just purely fear. There's like you know, even if there is truth to it, it's nothing that you can't handle or deal with. It's like, say you do move there and you don't like it, you can move back and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's like, it's as big of a deal as you make it, basically. I think it's important to remember that there is no wrong choice. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times when it's like, oh, what school should I go to? You're terrified of making the wrong choice. Yeah, that the universe will constantly punish you for making the wrong choice, yeah. which it doesn't. No, you will just start living a new life. And if you don't like that life, you have the option to move back. And even though it might be annoying or whatever, at least then also you'll know, hey, I tried this out. I didn't like it. I'm glad I tried because I needed to know if I would like that. And I didn't. Yeah. So now I'm back at this place. And or maybe, maybe you'll you could have it. a more, a better appreciation if you end up, you know, coming back. You're like, okay, now I see this school that I go to in a new light. And maybe it's not as bad as I thought or, yeah. you know. I think you just have to make decisions. And also, I love thinking about the fact that you haven't had some of your absolute favorite and best memories yet. You haven't Mm -hmm. met some people that might be in your life forever. I always think about that. When we moved to LA, like I said, I was like, I'm not a city person. I don't know if I want to do this. I felt like we could be making a huge mistake and just move back immediately because we're just like, what are we doing in LA? This makes no, you know. And we met some of our lifelong friends and had so many good memories. I'm so glad that we just went for it. And I always think about that. Even when we're now moving, you know, to Orange County, I think like I will probably meet some people there that become some of my best friends, which is so cool. Like you could go to this college and meet No one better than me, right? I'm like, like "Ah." my new (laughs) co-host for the podcast. We could meet there. No, but you know, it's just fun to think about the fact that some of your best moments haven't happened yet. Who knows? You can move to this college and find your soulmate and you're going to be like, wow, I'm so happy. I just- Exactly. Also, yeah, I get, 
I get the same kind of crippled by indecisiveness. Like even when it comes down to shopping, like I have two shirts that I'm like, which one should I get? And it's, I'm like sweating in the store. Like, which one should I get? And I think that, like I said, the universe is going to just punish me eternally if I picked the wrong one. But as I've gotten older, what's helped me become more decisive, because I used to always say I'm a very indecisive person. Like it's very hard for me to choose because I always see so many different sides to each option. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to be best, whatever. Consider every possible outcome. And now it's like, it's not that deep again. And and I read this quote that basically eased all my anxieties about that, where it's like the universe does not punish or reward you or label things as good as bad it, or God or whatever you believe in. It's like, it's just, it is what it is. You you deal you with do, it. You make and your choices. You adjust accordingly. So like, okay, if I get the shirt and I end up wanting to return it, okay, I'll return it. Like, and I can get the other shirt if it's gone, whatever. It's like, it's just not as big of a deal as we make it out to be. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Hey besties, love you both so much. Let's get right into it. My friend, let's call Kayla, is getting engaged at the end of the year and wants her wedding to be in 2023. Can we believe that year is coming up? That's crazy. Sheesh. That'll be 10 years since we graduated high school. Oh. <gasps> Are we going to go to our 10-year high school reunion? Yeah, why not? That'd be interesting. I have never even really considered that. Like, that feels like I would— That is so weird to think about because I was thinking, ooh, I don't know. But then I was thinking also, like, I feel like— It would be so fun to see some people you haven't seen since high school. Yeah, and I would remember them, like, very well. Yeah. I'm thinking of certain people. I'm not going to name drop. But, like, that I would be like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. And I totally remember you and, like— 100%. 100%. Yeah. That, that's cool. Maybe we'll go. I'm sure as hell not going if you're not going. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a package deal. <laughs> uh, we wear pink and blue matching suits. <laughs> oh, gosh. They're like, please leave. <laughs> please. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I am also getting engaged soon. Hopefully. Kayla asked my boyfriend in front of me Wait, when I'm, we were I'm getting sorry. engaged. I forgot. Do you want me to read it again? Story. Okay. Uh, her friend Kayla is getting engaged at the end of the year, wants her wedding to be in 2023. Okay, that's right. She's also getting engaged soon. Hopefully, she said. Okay. Kayla asked my boyfriend in front of me when he when we were getting engaged. Why? Why'd you Kayla, do that? Come on. He whispered something in her ear and she said, you can't propose then because then we would be getting married in the same year. Kayla, uh, come on. Kayla, this is not about you. So my question is, is that a real thing? Can we not get married in the same year? Uh, the, she blocked out the entire year? Someone else did this, remember? In one of the episodes, they were like, she can't get married in the same year as me? Sis, we got married one month yes. apart. Me and you got married one month apart. Sorry. <laughs> Chelsea's headphones are off her head. They're huge. How did they even fall off? I don't know. Just actually <laughs> jumped off of my head. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, these, okay, wait. This these is not friends are not too possessive. Yet. Yeah. My boyfriend and I have been together for five years. And by 2023, it'll be seven and a half years. I've waited long enough and want to have babies ASAP. Dang it. Do I really need to delay my wedding because 2023 is her year? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is outrageous to literally claim an entire, claim entire year. year. Claim the week. I was going to say maybe the month. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. No, it's really like that is just too crazy. You've gone too far. Some people though, it's like their for wedding. their wedding, it's like it is a year-long event. Like I will even follow people on Instagram and it's like they get engaged and I'm like, they have not they're not married yet. Like it's just wedding thing after wedding thing after wedding thing. And so it's so like, much planning and like so many different parties. It's like year till our ceremony party with all yeah. my <laughs> bridesmaids. And then like 
two months later, it's like my first bridal party. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I think I think we grew up in a culture that does not do that at all. So we're so unfamiliar with that. Like, yeah. I I realized that you can get married on Friday, you can get married on Saturday. Literally. Cultural. (laughs) Use the same decor for it. Like, (laughs) that's truly, that is how we grew up. I feel like, I don't want to say weddings. I always say this. It's interesting because weddings are like not that big of a deal. Like people throw them together, but then we also believe that marriage is like the most important thing on this planet. You know what I mean? So it's like odd that it's very, two very conflicting ways of doing it where it's like people get married super fast without much prep, but then the marriage is like the biggest thing of their life. The biggest thing of your whole entire life. So it's interesting, but I agree. I follow people on Instagram who like have so many, like multiple bridal showers and then a bachelorette party, but they're all like very... Yeah. Extreme. It's not just like this little thing, which no. is new to me. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they have an engagement party. Yeah. They have like, yeah, just so much. I mean, which is fun. It's like a good yeah. excuse to. Oh, milk it. Yeah. Heck. But don't claim the whole year. Yeah. No, sorry. 2023 is not your year, honey. No. Especially if you're like wanting to have kids and start your family. It's like, no, we're not holding back for her. No. Okay. Hello, all of y'all's content has been getting me through this year. I broke up with my boyfriend of two years back in February and have needed to distract myself and find ways out of this rut. Love being able to laugh and cry sometimes while listening to your podcast. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I need advice about being friends with my ex. When we broke up, we still wanted to remain friends, but I had to cut him out for a while because it was too painful. I felt like he was still getting the benefits of having me as a girlfriend without having to be my boyfriend. We took some time apart mm-hmm. with no communication, and now we're talking again, and I feel like he's been putting effort in to be my friend, but he did start dating someone else only about three months after we broke up. I'm at a place where I'm finally happy and I don't want to be with him anymore, but I still miss what we had. It's still pain- eh. it's still painful to see him with someone else. I don't know. I'm trying to see how a good friendship is valuable and just because he's with someone else doesn't mean I'm not good enough or not special enough. He's about to move, so it's not like we'll be in the same state anymore, but we've just been texting and talking every so often. He did ask me to pick him up from the train station and I, of course, said yes. Train station? What year is it? 1940? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, goodbye, my love. <laughs> Meet me at the train station. Um, <laughs> but then I realized I'm still giving him things like acts of service. Oh, acts of service is my love language. And he's just taking me for granted. Do you think it's ever a good idea to be friends with an ex who you are in a serious relationship with? I think I'm still getting validation from him just because he seems to want me in his life. Okay, I don't need to hear anymore. Just get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Out with him. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so overrated to be friends with your ex. In my opinion, it's like, especially if he's dating someone else and it's like you still kind of have those kinds of feelings. It's like, if it's completely platonic, great. Yeah. But, but if it's like, there's kind of just like, even though you you're putting say, an effort, yeah. it's like, no, no honey, put no. your effort into someone else. Yeah. Putting in yourself. Have, yeah. Having to put in effort like that is almost a relationship in a way. Yeah. Not that you're being romantic, but it's like, if you're like, oh, should I text him? Oh, well, I need to help him. It's like, okay, at that point, he's not your boyfriend. Yeah. So stop giving him that attention. You can, you can appreciate the relationship for what it was. And like, I know you're saying you miss like the relationship and, and you know, what you guys had. That's fine. Like yeah. you can miss it, but it doesn't mean that you ha- still have to like cling on to it. It's like, just let it go. It, it is what it was. It was what it was, I guess. Um, <laughs> so many different <laughs> tenses. I'm like, it is what it, what it <laughs> used to be and is now. But yeah, just let it go. I agree. I think- Trash it is him. sad. I I all I've said this before. It is sad when you have a very good friendship with your 
partner and then you break up and it's like, okay, we can literally never be friends again. Yeah. It's sad in a way, but you'll get over it. Like you'll move on and you'll find someone else and they'll be like, yeah, I don't really yeah, care. It's like, maybe if you guys are in the same friend group or something, you see each other and it's like, yeah, we can still like, you know, be friends. But we don't, don't have to need text. to go out of your way. We don't have to text. You're not, we're not picking him up from the train no, station. we're not picking him up That's from the train. That's going to be a no for me. <laughs> okay. Hello. Love the podcast and your whole crew. My question is, if you help... I'm like, okay. We're getting <laughs> quick on the compliments here. <laughs> My question is, if you help your husbands buy new clothes, how do you help them? My hubs desperately need some new clothes and a little updated style, but he hates spending money on things like that for himself. I also would love for him to branch out a little bit with his style. Both of your husbands have great style. What are your thoughts or tips on the subject? How do your husbands feel on the matter too? Well, I know JC has a great tip for this specifically. I was going to say, um, you know, encouragement goes a long way. And also honesty goes. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Nick were actually just talking about this. Sometimes I have to, I'm kind of a bossy shopper anyways for people that I like, I'm like that I have possession over. <laughs> but like when I go with my sister, my mom or like Nick, I'm like, you just sit down, relax. I'll meet you in the fitting room. I'll get you stuff. Yeah. And with Nick specifically, he actually is pretty picky about things. He likes Tell me shirts about it. to freaking fit a certain way. Oh, you know, same with arm life. length. It's just crazy. But I have to sometimes force him to try stuff on, even if he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, just try it on. I promise you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. And then he'll try it on and he's like, okay, yeah. And I'm like, just trust me sometimes. Yeah. And they just need a little encouragement, a little a little push. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Nick will like want to go in a direction style-wise where I'm just like, that's not you, homie. Like, yeah. it's just not you. You can try it. Like he'll get a pair of shoes and and I'll instantly be like, what are you doing? Like, this is just not you, you know? It's yeah. like, they're cute, but that's just not your style. Get back to your roots. Agreed. Here's my tip. I've said this before. I think it's a great way. It's hard when you said, like, he doesn't like spending money, but let's, okay, this is what you do. This is if you're online shopping. Yeah. So you go on a website. I like ASOS because I feel like it has so many options. Different brands. Different brands, you know. So ASOS is a great one. Let's stick with that. You go on ASOS, you make a shopping cart for him. You start, you can like favorite things on ASOS and it just- ASOS has boards, kind of oh. like Pinterest, you know? Wait, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, and, and in your board. favorites, you can add it to a board. Oh, I haven't done that. Like you can, like I'll do that for trips. Mm, that's nice. So you nice. can say like, Nick's picks. Okay. You can say like this. <laughs> I already has one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, well, that's even better if you make a board for him or I just will favorite a bunch of stuff for him basically like a bunch of shirts a bunch of pants some shoes some accessories things that i'm like oh yeah i could see him wearing this this is a win-win because you're picking it out so you obviously like it you're gonna like it on they're them. not going astray yeah they're not just going willy-nilly it's like okay dude that's not you know yeah. cute so you're picking it for them then you give them like i'll i'll show like a 50 things favorited he'll pick like 10 of them or something and be like oh i really like these things and then he'll order what he wants mm -hmm. and it's a win-win because you're helping them but you're also not being like, you have to wear all of these. It's like, you're just giving them a direction to go in and, you know, picking a bunch of items you think they could like. And then they can go in and say, you know, they have some choice as well. You're not forcing anything on them. They can say, well, I don't really like that one, but I like this and this and this. Put it in the cart. You get it. He can do, you know, a little fashion show. You can see what he likes and you can do easy returns on ASOS too. So if they don't like it or if it doesn't fit, send it back. Yeah, it's easy for them. Mm -hmm. Takes easy. away all the Keyword, hassle. Keyword easy. That's what Liv, he's like, I hate shopping. I don't want to like make the move to be like, I'm going to go shopping for clothes today. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the one who's like, 
initiating things, then he'll usually do it. So. Yeah. Oh, here's another little sneaky way to do it. I'm like, here's a manipulative way. <laughs> is if they have like a, maybe a sports person, an actor, like a guy that they look up to that they like. I don't know. Like Nick will think certain actors are cool or, you know, comedians or whatever, movie stars. And I'll kind of like find outfits that they wear and then Nick will be like yeah that's cool and I'm like okay so you like that style yeah. like I'll, I'll get inspo from them in a in a sneaky way mm-hmm. where I'm not like hey let's sit down and go through all these stores tell me what you like it's like okay what kind of like look do you like you know and then they'll be like oh this is a sick outfit that guy's wearing like whatever then you can I like that go from there get that's some smart. inspo okay Hello, ladies. I have so many friends and family members struggling with infertility and miscarriages lately, and it's so extremely heartbreaking. I really could use both of your perspectives and advice on how to be there for them. I never want to come off like I'm tiptoeing around them or feel bad for them, but I do want to make sure they know I'm here for them and they don't have to suffer in silence. I had my baby almost a year ago, and although they love him, of course, I can tell it's a little hard for them to watch and to feel that void. I know everyone is different, but what advice would you give so I can be the best support system I can be? Thank you. This is such a hard one. And I've gotten this question before. They're like, how can I help like people, my friends or, you know, whoever who are going through infertility? And it's so, this is such a hard situation. It really is because I feel like there is no right answer. There is no perfect thing to say or do because like you said, everyone is so different and everyone's struggles are so unique that it's hard to just, you know, put a blanket statement of how to help. But I think- just letting people know you're thinking about them. It's like you said, you don't ever want to be like, I feel so bad for you. Like this yeah. is so horrible that you're going through it. But you also want to like validate, validate them. them and make them feel like they're not alone and that you're still thinking of them. You're aware of them. It's not just like you're living your happy, perfect life and you're just like completely don't care about their issues, you know? I feel like letting people know like, hey, I'm just thinking about you or just asking how they are. Like, just being like, hey, how are you doing with everything? Like, I feel like that's really nice. It's just to, I don't know, instead yeah. of assuming how they are, ask. Okay, here's a post that maybe would help. It says, how to reach out to friends going through loss or fertility struggles. If you want to acknowledge that you see them, something like, I know you're going through a lot right now and being around so many pregnancies might be hard. And if you ever want to talk, I'd love to be here for you. If you are pregnant, oh, people are, they're saying like, if you're pregnant and want to like, and you have to tell someone that's going yeah, through yeah, yeah. Like, I wanted to share some personal news with you. Like, understanding that it might be difficult to hear. And like, I'm yeah. pregnant. I have no expectations for you to respond. My feelings will not be hurt in any way. Like, something like that. And then the last one is just like, if they're going through a hard time, just being there with them. Just being mm-hmm. like, I'll be sad with you. Like, can we, you know, be sad. Be sad together. And <laughs> yeah. just like, kind of just be there with them. Unfortunately, there really is not a perfect way to go about this. I wish I had better advice. Maybe you have something also because I feel like it's hard because I'm the one <laughs> going through it. So I'm like, I don't really know how to. Well, it's may, hard that's for me to the know. best person to ask though. Because yeah, I was going to say, I I don't even know. Like people ask me that all the time too. Like, is it hard? Like, were you scared to tell JC whatever? And I'm like, well, we have a different relationship than maybe somebody else that, yeah. I, that would be going through it. Like I, we talked about it so much. So it was like, when I told you, I knew you would be happy for me. But yeah. I also, we then also had like a little bit of a conversation where I'm like, I know that's like probably not the best, but I also know you hate when people pity you. So I'm not like, exactly. Mm, I exactly. feel so bad. So it's like, it just makes it worse. It almost. is such a hard situation. So yeah, I don't even know. I think the one thing 
I've tried never to do, and maybe I have, so maybe you can tell me, is like give advice. Because it's like, no one really wants advice. Like, oh, yeah. you know, unless people ask you for advice ever in any situation. Just don't give it. They don't want it. Like yeah. unsolicited advice is the most annoying, invalidating thing ever. It definitely. <laughs> we literally do our advice call in the episode. But that's like people <laughs> asking ask, us though. specifically. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So no, sometimes you want to, like sometimes I'll find myself like wanting to be encouraging. You want to fix it. It's like, yeah. I don't want to see you sad. So I'm instantly going to think of things that'll make you feel happy. What I think will make you be happy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, think about this. But it's yes. like, you just have to think. I, I think what not to do is exactly what you said is like try and yeah. fix it and be like, oh, well, you could try this or you do this. It's just like, eh, sometimes like I've tried a lot of yeah. things and I just want to like be validated. And uh, it's like, you don't want to, it's so it's, hard. It's uncomfortable. The reason people want to do that, and we were talking about this with Beth actually as well. It's like something I've had to learn just my life in general with a lot, like anything that you struggle with, no one is ever going to say the perfect thing. No. So you can never expect people no, to give you the perfect response. You, people are trying. They have good intentions. They're uncomfortable. They don't want to see you sad. They exactly. want you to be happy. So that's why they do that. It's not because they're trying to not make it about you or like not give you the best response. It's just like. Yes. My friend Christine messaged me. She said, hey, I wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Your Hawaii trip looked so beautiful. I love you. And that was just like, yeah. And I knew it was about. Christine's always coming through she the best She is literally the best person <laughs> alive. Like, I'm obsessed. So anyway, and then I was like, I'm doing pretty good. Like, and I was giving her an update. And she was like, anything I can do to support you? I know it's so mentally draining. And then she was just like, I'm sending you all the good vibes. I love you. I feel like that's something that was like, just really nice. Christine coming in once a <laughs> month to make you cry with her dad. Literally. She is so nice. She's just like always thinking of others. Love her to death. But anyway, like, I feel like that is just kind of key is just being like, hey, how are you doing? Like anything I can do to help instead of being like, hey, have you tried this? Did it work? It's just like, mm -hmm. uh, just stop asking. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I tell you. That's also like when people ask you if your fertility treatments are working. Yeah. It's like, no, they're not. So yeah. stop asking because then it makes it worse. It's like, then I have to tell you, nope, it didn't work. It's like, yeah, just not embarrassing. And maybe when but... I'm not in like a proper space where yeah. I, I want to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, exactly. that was probably not good advice, but just be there for them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, you can do nothing. Yeah. No, You're literally. powerless. Okay. I'm going to do one more. First of all, I just want to say I love you both very much. And I am obsessed with the podcast. I got my sister into it. And now we listen every week and always have fun talking <gasps> about the episodes together. Love that. Love a good sister duo. Now onto the situation. I need advice on... My husband and I have been married for almost two years now. When we got married, we both agreed that we wanted three to four kids. Being a mother is one of my biggest life dreams and goals, and I think about it all the time. A few months after we got married, he started saying that he no longer wants to have kids. Oh. Ooh. This is so heartbreaking for me. I can't imagine my life without having at least one kid, but he wants no part of it. We have had a few huge arguments about it and cannot come to an agreement on whether or not to have kids. So we usually just end the arguments by saying that we both love each other more than anything and that our love is the most important thing to us. We try to avoid the topic most of the time because it's always so upsetting when it comes up. We have a few babies and toddlers in our families and whenever we visit or babysit them, I feel more and more like I want a baby and he is more and more against it because of how exhausting babysitting is. I really do not know where we go from here. For now, I am enjoying being young and married with few responsibilities, but I know within the next few years, I will want to have a baby and he won't. I don't know which would be a worse future, leaving him to maybe find someone else to marry, to have kids with, or being with him, but not being a mother. This, oh, is, this is so hard. This is so hard. Neither one is a future I want. So I really don't want, I really don't know what to do. I feel very stuck. Any advice you have would be very helpful. Thanks so much. This is 
like giving me anxiety. Same. It's like heart wrenching to me. Yeah, that is so hard. And it's even harder because you didn't, you went into it with different expectations. It's like, that is, it's one thing if you're dating and it's like, they say they never want kids and you still end up marrying them. Yeah. It's like almost like you got tricked. Yeah. It's like you both had this decision. You wanted three to four kids, not even just a kid, like three to four kids. So then now it's like absolutely no kids. So that's really hard. This might be kind of unpopular opinion. Maybe people don't agree with me, but this is just my first thought. It's like, if this is going off of him with what is other the reason? people's kids, what like, is the reason? it's like, oh, he's just started to like see other people's kids and he's annoyed with them. It's like that. That's not the same. It's not the same as having your own kids. It's like my, like Nick didn't want a dog. And I'm like, I'm not saying to like force him to have kids. That's not what I'm saying at all by this. But I'm saying like, Nick was like, I'm not having a dog. Heck no. And then it's like, cause he's like, well, look at your, like other people's dogs. It's like, they're stinky, whatever. And yeah. then when it's your own, it's just so different. Yeah. And it's not like this is something his whole life. He, you know what I mean? It's like, I've never wanted kids. It's like all of a sudden something just switched and he's just annoyed by kids. I just don't understand what the reason, like. What was I, the I need reason? To, yeah, what was the reason? <laughs> I need to know the reason. Like, yeah. because it seems pretty crazy to want three or four kids and then go to zero. Absolutely exactly. not ever. Like, I need to know why, what made that change? Because I feel like, yeah, seeing your nieces or nephews and them being a little bit annoying, it's not going to be like, and now exactly. zero forever. Like that seems a little bit extreme. So it's hard not knowing the context of like, what is this change? Like, that's why I'm saying it almost feels as though like he, I don't want to say tricked you, but it's like, yeah, I want three kids too. And then it's like, "Eh, actually, no, no, I didn't actually want any. It's like, well, that's a huge part of life. So that is a huge part of life. Huge. That is something you need to be on the same page about. Exactly. And unfortunately, it's like, yes, like your love with him is so important. But also if you want kids so bad, in 15 years from now, you will have resentment towards him for like, if you, if this is something you want and you never came to the conclusion, like you're right, I don't want kids. And you've been wanting kids for so long. That is, I don't see that changing. I don't see that changing. And I see that being a huge problem, like yeah. later down the road of like resentment. And that's not going to make the relationship any better. I wonder uh, why, like, I don't, uh, so I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. This That's really, really hard. I feel like in my head, I'm thinking, if he loves you and understands like your strong desire to be a mother and like, again, I've never had a kid, but I assume that it's like everyone I've ever known has been like, you'll never regret having a baby. Like it just, even people who got pregnant on accident when they're 16 or something, it's like, once they have the kid, I've also known a couple, a couple that I know was like, oh, we'd never want kids. Like they were very like, we don't want kids. And then they decided actually they did. And they have one kid now and they're like, oh my gosh, we can't imagine life without him. And like, we're just so grateful that we have him now. And I, I don't know. It's like you said, you don't want to like force him, but it's like, I'm sure once it's his own kid, he's going to love it so much that he'll be yeah. like, oh my gosh, how did I, I don't know. So yeah, it feels like exactly. if he did just have a kid, he maybe would like be happy about it, but he obviously can't force that. And if that's not something he wants for his life, then that's not I something know. he wants. And it's like, literally the alternate is like leaving your husband. So it's yeah. like, not just the easiest to be like, oh, you know what? Just break up with him yeah. and whatever. Like you've been married. Yeah. And it's hard because obviously you guys talk about it because you said you have arguments about it. And it's like, also, you don't want to wait around for forever. Just hope he changes his mind. Exactly. It's like it's almost something you kind of need to know sooner than later, depending on when you want to have kids. It's like, I don't want to say give him an ultimatum, but don't you think it almost needs to be like, if you don't want kids, like, I don't know if like yeah. I can continue because like, is there any hope for yeah. change? Because this is something I've like wanted my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's hard because in this situation, there's no compromising. It's like kids are no kids. Right. There's no gray area where like, let's compromise and have half a kid yeah. or something. It's like you're having a kid or not. Exactly. Wow. Dang. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that you're going through this. Like, that this is, is not so rough. easy. I'm sending you lots of good vibes. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Um, I was about to see something so toxic. What's like sending you yeah. accidental pregnancy vibes? <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> not so go toxic. there. Um, we love you guys so much. Thank you for writing in for our advice column. As usual, you guys sent in the best stuff. And we have some fun episodes coming up. Make mm-hmm. sure to follow our Instagram at what we said podcast. If you guys want to be involved in any of those, send in your stories for some fun upcoming story episodes. And yeah, happy Friday. Happy weekend. Hope you have the best weekend ever. We love you guys. And... That's That's what what we said. said. Bye.